Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too? Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, this story is from a throwaway account who says, How do I make my boyfriend comfortable being vulnerable around me? And before we do get into the story, I just want to give some mentions that the story does contain cancer, death of a loved one, and grieving. I've been with my boyfriend for about two and a half years now. Relationship has been great for the most part, except for his inability to talk about negative emotions. He's the sort of guy to just fob it off constantly. He mentioned before that he hasn't spoke about anything like this except for with his mother years ago. My friends have, to my dismay, referred to him as a robot to me. I obviously shut them down straight away. I'm quite introverted myself, therefore struggle to make him feel like I'm a safe person for him to be vulnerable with. I don't know what the right things to say. He has a real mental block on being able to talk about negative things in his life. During arguments, he described it as a ball in his throat whenever he tries to and is simply unable to. I've never seen him cry, but I can see he's visibly down and I try to encourage him to share with me, but he just lies and says nothing is up. His family just found out that his mother has cancer. Late discovery and treatment isn't going to do anything. It came as a real shock to them and I know it's affected my boyfriend majorly. She was the only person he's been vulnerable with and, and now soon she'll be gone. Then he'll have no one. I love this guy so much and want to be able to be there for him as he is for me. I was at work when they found out and by the time I got home he had already left their house. I've spoken to him on the phone and he sounded unbelievably rough. He's due to be coming back here tonight. I think now is really a make or break time to show him he can be vulnerable with me. I think if he goes through this bottling up everything alone, he's never going to feel comfortable expressing himself like that. I'm really nervous about how to handle this being introverted myself. Are there certain things I should say that I should do? What would you like your spouse to do if you were in this situation? I genuinely believe that once he's managed to speak once, he's going to find it much easier to do in the future. And there wasn't any particular comments on, on this one post. But OP did update their post two days later and said, My boyfriend cried in front of me for the first time and it made me feel a type of way. Is this weird? I've been with my boyfriend for two and a half years now and he's never been comfortable talking about his emotions. The only person he's ever confided in was his mother when he was a child slash teen. Some people refer to him as a robot. Obviously in the past I'd expressed my desire for him to talk to me about things that are affecting him but he just fobs it off. We fought about it in the past and he just said he cannot get the words out. Earlier this week his family found out that his mother will be passing very soon, as in potentially a couple of weeks even. It came as a surprise to all of them. I asked for advice on another sub earlier in the week about how I can make him feel comfortable being vulnerable around me. I'm rather introverted myself, so I was worried I would mess it up. Some kind people commented other types of intimacy I could try instead of words. 
One that stuck out to me was offering to wash his hair. I don't know why. Just feel like I'd love if my partner offered to do it for me when I was feeling down. Well, when he eventually came home, he looked rough as anything. I'd already made dinner, so we sat down to eat, but we pretty much ate in silence. He rarely even looked up from his food. I asked if he wanted to talk and again he fobbed me off. Once we finished, I asked him if he'd like to shower with me. It would have been a couple of days at least since he'd been able to have one. I dimmed the bathroom lights and put on some relaxing music and we both enjoyed on the speaker. Got the shower nice and hot and gently helped him undress and had him sit on the bench thing under the water while I finished undressing. I joined him on the bench and slowly washed him everywhere, taking breaks to rest my head on his or whisper something to him. I spent a while massaging his head as I washed his hair. I kept kissing him on the lips, forehead, neck and occasionally embracing him. Rubbed his shoulders and places I thought he'd been aching after being up and about for two days. There was nothing sexual about the atmosphere. It was a whole different type of intense intimacy. It's difficult to describe. He'd hardly said a word during all this and he looked like he could cry any minute. I wasn't sure what to say. I didn't want to pressure him into anything so I just looked him in the eye, smiled and said, it's okay. Once we were done, we both sat there for a while on the bench under the water, not speaking, just enjoying each other's company. I kept running my hand up and down his back, across his cheek or head, just trying to make him relax as much as possible. Once I dried him and myself off, we got back into bed and I stuck the TV on. I was half watching it and half playing with his hair. I asked if he wanted to talk about anything and he shook his head. I could tell he was really upset despite him trying to hide it. Maybe 20 minutes later, I could see him literally on the verge of tears. I rolled onto my side and put my arms around him, pulling him into my chest. That's when he started. The tears began to flow and he sobbed and sobbed. He was squeezing me so tight sometimes it wasn't easy to breathe. I could feel the years of bottled up emotions flowing out. He continued crying harder and it broke my heart. He said something about his mum, but I couldn't hear as it was muffled. Seeing the guy you love like that, clinging onto you as though you were going to leave, once he let it all out, hurt my heart. I felt so bad for him. I had some tears myself. I just held him tight and kept whispering how much I loved him, that it was okay. I'm here. I've got you, etc. Even when he eventually stopped sobbing, he continued to have his arms wrapped around me so tightly with his face buried in either my stomach or chest. I continued just comforting him until he fell asleep. I usually don't like cuddling when sleeping, but that night I held him all night long. I just couldn't bring myself to let him get out of my grip. It's hard to explain the way I was feeling during this. Obviously terrible that he was going through this, but at the same time, I was so happy and relieved. Is that weird? It was an emotional experience seeing the guy you love more than anything show negative emotion on that level for the first time. I remember almost every detail of that night. It's etched into my memory. I haven't brought it up to him yet. I figured maybe it's best to let him talk about the evening when he feels ready. But then again, I also want to be able to tell him it was okay and a good thing he did. I think he's a bit embarrassed that it happened, so I don't know if he'll bring it up. I hope he does though. I've read some women say that once they've seen their man cry, they lose attraction. It seems bizarre to me. If anything, I feel even more attracted to him than before. It's like it has amplified my love for this man. I never want to let him go. Thanks for listening to me. I'm sorry it's so long. I perhaps could have made it shorter, but I thought everything in here helps paint the best picture of the evening and therefore helps anyone giving me accurate advice. I just needed to share it with at least one person and there is no way I would speak to anyone we know in real life about my boyfriend's vulnerability. 
OP updates. Thanks for all the kind messages, guys. I wasn't expecting such a response. I've taken on board all the suggestions you so kindly made. I got mixed messages when it came to talking to him about it. Someone suggested a text or a no, which seems kind of in the middle, so I went for that option. I left a little note on his bedside table before I went out on Sunday. I outlined that I enjoyed our shower time and spending intimate time together like that. I said I don't expect him to bring it up if he doesn't want, and I know how hard it is for him to speak about those things, but I'll be here for him if he ever does. If he decides that he wants to write something, I'll read it, that I love him more than he can ever imagine. I said I'd like him to feel free to ask me if I can shower with him whenever he needs. A Redditor pointed out that calling the whole act an easier name to say may make him more inclined to let me know when he wants to do it again. I didn't expect any response from him on the topic to be honest. Later that evening though, he handed me a small note before going into the other room to play his game. I won't go into details as it was only for me to read, but one line stood out for me the most. I don't have the words to express my gratitude, but I think you know. Thank you for making me feel human for the first time in so many years. The whole thing was so sweet and I cried a few happy tears. I'm dreading his mother's passing, but I'm hoping he'll let me be there for him, even if it's just a shoulder to cry on. Three weeks later, Opie posts again, saying sorry, this will be very long, but it's not something I can discuss with anyone in my life, and just talking about tough experiences really helps me process them. Well, some of you may have seen my previous regarding my boyfriend's mum's illness and my attempt to comfort him, despite him being rather emotionally constipated all his life. Despite our experience, the previous night, he really didn't show any emotion or want to be comforted in the previous weeks. I suspect he may have been slightly embarrassed about that evening. Whilst I reassured him about it, I didn't want to push the subject and make him regret doing it in the first place. Unfortunately, a few days ago, his poor mum passed. I managed to see her a couple of days before and my boyfriend saw her the evening before. Once he found out, he shut himself in his office for hours. I tried knocking several times but never got a response. I could hear him moving around in there so I knew he was physically okay. Late in the afternoon, he eventually came out and sat with me to watch TV. Neither of us said anything but he looked rough as can be. I placed my hand on his knee and we both just sat there watching. I was kind of panicking because I couldn't think of anything to say that would make any difference to his pain. I got him to eat something and we just sat there. A couple of hours later, he said that he was going to shower. Originally, I just said alright, but then maybe five minutes later, I realized that he probably wanted me to shower with him again, but didn't feel comfortable asking. Kind of kicked myself for not thinking to offer it him earlier. Yes, I was so caught up in thinking about what I should say that I completely forgot that I don't actually need to say anything, but can show it instead. I undressed and joined him. It was a similar experience to the previous shower. It was a very intimate experience. Although I obviously don't enjoy the reason why we are doing it, I very much enjoy taking care of it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Okay. Once we got out, I again dried him off and I walked and tucked him into bed. Now this next part might be a tad controversial, but me and him both smoke cannabis occasionally. I normally would not allow any to be smoked in the house as personally I think the smell it leaves is unpleasant and grubby. On this occasion though, I figured it would help him sleep and so got one of my pre-rolls. We both smoked it in bed while watching TV. He looked really upset and I was honestly surprised he hadn't cried so far. Some users previously mentioned that I asked if he was okay too much so I made sure not to this time and didn't press it. I turned out the lights and we both tried to get some sleep. I could hear him sniffing a bit so turned over and curled up against him in his arms. I didn't say anything, just laid there with him. I fell asleep pretty quickly but my cat woke me up maybe an hour later and he was still awake. I moved up and swapped to being the one doing the holding. I rubbed his back and kissed his forehead. He just suddenly began crying. Not just the normal day-to-day tears you see from people. These were heartbroken tears. I don't think I've ever actually witnessed anyone cry that hard in real life. It's a sound I never want to hear again. The pain he was feeling must have been insane. Again, he buried his face into my chest and just cried and cried. I could literally feel him shaking. We were lying there for hours. I had my arms around him and one leg over him. He was squeezing me so tightly the whole time. He would occasionally drift off, loosening his grip on me in the process before waking up starting to have some more tears and almost grabbing at me, pulling himself into me again. As though he was afraid he'd wake up and I wouldn't be there. It was heartbreaking. Every time I'd squeeze him back and whisper that I'm there or something similar, I'd kiss his head and rub his back until he drifted off again. He never stayed asleep for long though. He probably fell asleep after maybe three or four hours of this drifting and I stayed awake for maybe an hour past that just holding him. In the morning, I woke up first, and when he woke up, he just lay there for a moment before the tears started flowing again. We stayed in bed all morning, just embracing each other. A user mentioned before that two people lying naked together being vulnerable is the ultimate intimacy, and honestly now, I couldn't agree more. I've never felt so close to someone. I was feeling so many emotions, it was intense. He cried in my arms a couple more times, since at random points of the day. Whilst I'm obviously devastated for him, I can't help but be so grateful he's willing to allow me to be there for him. Crying in daylight out of bed is a huge step from only allowing himself to do it once in a dark bedroom. I'm honestly honored that he trusts me so much. Hopefully, he continues to allow me to be there for him in whatever capacity possible. Today, I saw a TikTok video where a girl was mocking an ex for crying in front of her and it enraged me. I cannot begin to imagine how these people think like this, to have someone willing to be as vulnerable as possible in front of you be comfortable asking for help in their darkest hour and then turning around and fucking mocking them for it. It's disgusting and I'm so 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 glad I'm not one of these awful people. Anyway that's it. Just reading it back I can see how insanely long it is. I'm sorry. If you took the time to read it, thank you. Don't need any advice. Just helps me immensely to talk about this with someone. Wow what an incredible personal story and had me in tears a lot of the way through that i gotta be honest it took a while to read and while it's so personal it touched on so much feelings and thoughts and emotions that i went through in the last couple of years as well some of you have been here for a while will know you know my parents passing away from cancer etc 
and I went through all sorts of different emotions. I feel like sometimes I felt like a complete zombie, just completely numb. And in some ways, healthy or not, I embraced that feeling because it really helped me get through a difficult time. Other times, and still to this day, I, you know, I could just burst into tears when a song comes on or something comes up. I always joke about like sometimes I'll just be driving down like the motorway and a song would come on like from Beautiful South or something that was like my mum and dad's favourite song and suddenly the tears just start coming. I just think, what is someone driving in the opposite direction thinking me just ugly crying while driving away? <laughs> but how incredibly sweet is OP in this story? Saying that they're introverted and didn't initially know how to deal with it, but then just seems like they're dealing with it in the best way possible just an absolute beautiful supportive partner there and i really wish them and boyfriend all the best going forward i know it's a very very cliche thing to say in a situation like this but time is a healer well it certainly healed for me anyway so i can only talk from personal experience there and like i said of course you still get your moments you still get this overwhelming sense to want to cry and there's nothing wrong with that i do it all the time get involved I'm lucky enough that I've never had anyone tell me, you know, be negative towards me for crying in a situation like that. Family members, everyone was always incredibly supportive, even my own bosses. One of the best hugs I ever received was unfortunately when my mum was incredibly ill and I had to leave work that day and my boss said, are you okay? And he could see that I was getting upset and he said, do you want a hug? And you know, this six foot something man, absolute giant, that's the duck to get under the door friends just gave me this hug and it was just like wow <laughs> it was a real nice feeling just a great person and i'll never forget him for that a simple act he done that day really helped me out so getting teary thinking about it but anyway now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below let's move on to another story and this story comes from the mi the a-hole Subreddit from NoEar4141 who asks, Am I the a-hole for calling my sister stupid and her and her husband shitty parents from the start because of what they want to name their kid? Okay, so just a little context because this topic is incredibly touchy for me. I'm a man who was given a woman's name at birth. A good example is naming your son Alice. It's not what my name was, but it's close. My parents are hippies and they gave their oldest son a girl's name to stick it to the man and I will never forgive them for it. That name caused me to be bullied and damaged my professional life in ways I cannot describe. My sister is pregnant with her first child, a girl. She and her husband are ecstatic. It just sucks that she inherited my parents' stupid propensity to see their children as fashion statements. Last night, she revealed to her family the name of her daughter. It's Crystal, and it's spelt K-R-X-S-T-X-L. Just for anyone on the podcast. She wants to name her daughter Crystal, spelled that way. Confused, the name is pronounced Crystal. I already don't like that name, but it's at least appropriate. I was not surprised to learn that my mum helped come up with that name. When she told me, I told her it was a terrible idea. If she wants to name her Crystal, name her Crystal. She tried to explain to me why the X's are there, and I just told her it does not matter. She's naming a human, not a dog. I don't care what kind of fashion statement she's trying to make. This is a person who have to live out with that name until they die or it has changed. She and my mum brushed me off as just complaining because I was never able to accept my name. I told my sister she was being either selfish, stupid or an incredibly strong combination of the two if she thinks her daughter will want a stupid name like 
KRX STXL. We got into an argument and I told her I already see her and her husband as shitty parents for using their kid to be off-brand with her name and left right after. My sister is not taking it well at all and my mum is furious with me. I'm starting to wonder if I was too harsh. I will not change my opinion on that incredibly stupid name, but I'm wondering if branding her as a shitty parent was too far. And we're going to start off with C Butterscotch who says, I'm going to get downvoted, but as someone who changed their name the moment they turned 18, you're right, she is stupid, not the a-hole. It's a horrendous name that will do nothing but get the child bullied. It's not unique or cute. Her child is not an accessory. I personally think crap like this should fall under child abuse. Zalk says, not the a-hole. Let's get one thing straight here. Crystal, spout KRX STXL, is not, will not be, and shouldn't be assumed to be pronounced Crystal. Real life is not algebra class. The letter X is not a placeholder for whatever sound they think should be there. Newsflash, that's what letters are for. Signal database says not the a-hole. I tried to imagine how many people will this child try to explain to how it's spelled after she finally learns it herself. It's an unnecessary stress that the parents want to add to the child just because they think they are cool, unique, and they wrongly assume that, that people will be jealous of their bright idea. And you are the best possible witness, victim, of what a bad choice of name will bring. This will soon end badly, says, I'm so sick of this shit. Oh, it's pronounced crystal. That fucking isn't. Letters have corresponding sounds, and the letters OP's sister picked do not correspond with the name she is claiming. Not the a-hole, your sister sucks. Movie writer says you are harsh, and probably coming from a place of resentment about your own name. However, I'm going with not the a-hole. Names can be crippling to people and making your child's name about you is really selfish. You'll literally have to explain her name and her parents' choice to people thousands of times. Unique names are one thing. Papillion says, I feel you. It's hard for me to judge in this case because I have a similar issue to yours that might make me biased. I'm a woman and my parents gave me a unique name that sounds very male. It's also hard to pronounce in my country, so literally no one pronounces it correctly. I didn't get bullied for it thankfully, but it is a constant annoyance. I completely agree with you that parents should think about the fact that their child has to carry that name for the rest of their lives, at school, at job interviews, etc. A child's name should therefore never be any kind of statement. I do however think there is a bigger chance your sister will actually listen to your concerns if you don't attack her, but calmly explain to her how much your name hurt you and why you're worried about your niece. I guess for now I would vote, everyone sucks here. One more comment from Radiant Jean who says, Soft, you're the a-hole. You're right about the name, but that's hardly a reason to call someone shitty parents. Also, I'm completely mystified why you let your name damage your career. You could have had it legally changed the second you turned 18, or even unofficially use a different name, like your middle name if it's appropriate. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.